Welcome to The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. This podcast is brought to you by the Utah School Counselor Association, and you're listening to episode number four. I'm Hillary Emmer, a middle school counselor in Jordan School District and past president of the Utah School Counselor Association. On the show this week, Nate and I interviewed Lieutenant Colonel Jeremy Bork from the ROTC, and he shared insight into what ROTC is and how this support with the Army can help students receive basic military training and life skills. This program can also provide a path for students to pursue a college degree in another field they may want to pursue, all while going to college debt-free. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. You guys, we want to welcome Lieutenant Colonel Jeremy Bork. Did I say your last name right? You did. It's yeah. Bork. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Guys, I graduated. Funny. I've met I've met somebody that spells it the same exact way, pronounces it the completely opposite way of Burke. Interesting. Man, man dang you English. Well, welcome <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Jeremy Burke. Bork. There Yay. we go. <laughs> He is the professor of military science for the Army ROTC program at the University of Utah, Westminster College, and Salt Lake Community College. The ROTC program's primary responsibility is to train future leaders for the United States Army. Prior to coming to the University of Utah, he served in a similar fashion in St. Norbert College in De Pere, Wisconsin. Probably said that wrong too. Um, and over the last 15 military years of experience, he has served throughout the world in a variety of leadership positions in the logistics field. He brings experience, expertise to the Army RTC program and is eager to share those with everybody he trains. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much hey. for being on the show today, Jeremy. No, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to come out and, and talk about ROTC. Um, you know, it's, it's really a passion of mine. I love what I do. Uh, I love interacting with the students, the cadets, the university. Um, and then representing the army in such a positive way. Awesome. And I guess to, to, to kick things off, explain to listeners what the heck ROTC is. So the Reserve Officer Training Corps or ROTC or ROTC, um, it's one of three commissioning sources for the army. Uh, so the other two being um, OCS or Officer Candidate School. And then the third one being the United States Military Academy. So we're one of three sources that commission officers into the army. We're also the largest. We commission about 6,000 soldiers or 6,000 cadets into officers a year. Um, wow. So uh, we, we are at 721 universities across the country and we have about 400 host programs. So, uh, you know, for example, here in the state of Utah, we have three schools that, ha- that offer ROTC. Uh, you go up to Montana, the University of Montana is the only ROTC program in the state. Um, you go over to Colorado and there's another four program. So uh, we've got a wide dynamic of different states that have vi- different programs. Now ROTC is in all essential purposes, a college course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, I like to refer to it as like basic training, but instead of going to basic training and going through all the things in a matter of weeks, we have the opportunity to do that over four years. Um, So while we make soldiers per se, we're really focused at making officers. Um, We're looking at the people that are creative and critical thinkers that are able to go out and work through dynamic problems that have the resiliency, the confidence uh, to go out there and lead soldiers into combat to do a number of different things out of the 275 fields uh, or career fields that an officer ha- uh, can can go into, um, 
you know, how do you, how do you balance all those? And then how do you deal with the different dynamics of, of the way things work uh, or the way things go? Um, and, you know, not everybody's the same. So, uh, you know, you, you deal with a lot of different personalities. You learn a lot about yourself um, and you, you really get tested over the course of those four years. So that way, when you go in, um, I like to refer to it as um, you're going in and you're leading America's sons and daughters. You're leading my kids. Um, and I want to produce the best officers for the army that are going to do that because I want you to be the best leaders possible. Man, that's awesome. And I guess first and foremost, want to rewind. Thank you for your yeah. service. Okay. Yeah, and awesome. the service to everybody that you've been helping out. Now, so I, I'm a counselor at Twilla High School mm-hmm. and we have a ROTC program at our high school. Now, what is the significance of having like a, a starter program at a high school um, cause you know, there's ROTC programs at colleges. Like I was, went to Utah state. I had roommates that were in ROTC. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference between like the college ROTC and like the high school ROTC? So the JROTC is more focused on the leadership. It's really about making a better citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they teach you about, we call it LET or leader evaluation training. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really to learn about maybe some very, very basic leadership skills, um, one, how to talk in front of others, how to speak intelligently, um, you know, and, and, and it really builds up that confidence. I'm a JROTC graduate. I went to military school for six years before I went to ROTC. Wow. Um, so I love the program with JROTC and what it brings to the table and that experience level that you get in dealing with the multitude of people that are out there. Um, and it makes you a very uh, well-rounded person. Um, and then it gives you the opportunity that if you decide that you want to continue on in the ROTC, which is a step above. So we take it a little bit more. Um, you know, we do training, we do overnights, we go to the weapons range, we do weapons training. Uh, we really challenge the cadets to get out there out of their comfort zone to do different things. Um, you know, we, we have a number of different organizations that we participate with. Um, so I, I like to say that as the progressive step in, with, from JROTC. Yeah. But JROTC is also focused on how do we make these students better citizens? So when they go out and they interact with the local population, they go out and get a job, they have a little bit more resiliency than maybe some of their peers might, uh, just based on the classes that they're taking. So they may not necessarily be wanting to pursue a career in the military, but it sounds like it provides that like opportunity for leadership training, public skills development, <laughs> you know. So um, if you would have asked me 20, oh boy, I'm going to age myself here. If you would have <laughs> asked me 20 some years ago when I did ROTC or JROTC, yeah. um, I would have never thought that I would be here in my career. Didn't have an interest in it. I wanted to go into the FBI. I had all these grand aspirations. Um, and then I went to college and I was like, hey, ROTC is kind of that job opportunity. Sure. Um, I was the graduating class right after September 11th. Okay. Um, so I, you know, it, it, it kind of the nationalism played into it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'd absolutely, you know, my biggest thing with ROTC, and I think I can speak for a lot of my peers at the 421 institutions. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make that decision for a young man or young woman. Mm-hmm. I want you to make the best decision for you. One, I want to help you get into whatever school that you want to go to that is the best for you and yeah. maybe your family. Um, and then I, I like to refer to it as open doors. Yeah. How do I help you open doors to get you on that path where you want to be? And then 
you know, throughout the course of those four years, I can help adjust you uh, yeah. to keep on that path. Or maybe it's a totally different path, right? And that's what we bring to the table is kind of that, that mentorship that maybe a lot of other programs might not offer. Mm-hmm. But that really starts back in JROTC where we can say, hey, and I, my first question to students is usually, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. because I want to know, because I kind of want to know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> right. It can be a guiding um, thing as you're going through school. And yeah, and it's, and it's kind of a, you know, I asked that question just to kind of break the ice, but I also asked that question because what you think right now when you're 14, 15, 16, 17 yeah. years old is going to be the complete opposite. And I want the students to understand that that is perfectly fine. We can absolutely go through that. You don't have to make a decision right now, um, but at least kind of give us the picture of what you want to do so that way we can help guide you to whichever way you want to be. That's awesome. All right. Two steps backwards. You were in the FBI? <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted to be in the FBI. Oh, shoot dang. <laughs> Wait, was, I was like, yeah. say what? Oh my God. No, no. That, yeah, that, no, that would have been a great life. story. Yeah, that was, uh, no, I wanted to be in the FBI. That was my dream goal coming out of college. I'm a, I'm a criminal justice major by trade, okay. uh, but have never worked in the criminal justice field. Um, so I'm a logistician by trade. There you uh, go. <laughs> that's army trained. So, um, so I kind of been, but I've done a number of different things in the army. And that's why I say it's, you know, specifically when you talk ROTC, we have mm-hmm. 17 different branches, but within those, you're talking 275 jobs that yeah. you can do. Man, that's nuts though. So like, what kind of opportunities does it provide prospective students with? So the first two years of, of ROTC at a college. Um, so mm-hmm. for example, Bork comes to college and Jeremy just wants to try ROTC to see if they like mm-hmm. it. Um, it's totally open for anybody to try it's okay. totally open for anybody to join and try it out to see how well you like it to see so if it's there's for not you. like a test to get in or nope. like if you can't nope. do a hundred no push-ups obligation. in two minutes, they yeah. won't yeah. kick if you out. If I can't do a hundred push-ups, I can, they'll take me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you up to that point. That's why okay. we got that four years, right? <laughs> um, but you, you know, and honestly, uh, I speak from experience. I don't want to get a freshman in or, or a, a young man or a young woman to come into school and immediately sign on the dotted line. Yeah. Because, you know, I remember back to when I was that age and I signed on the dotted line and had no idea what I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have those conversations with the young man or young woman. And I also want to talk to the family. Yeah. Um, I like to talk to the family and bring mom and dad in or maybe a, a, a serious girlfriend or a husband or wife or or maybe there's kids involved and see what's the best opportunity for that young man or young woman for their future. Um but they come to the University of Utah or they come to ROTC, there's no obligation for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, at the third year, I'm gonna say, okay, maybe, you know, let's, let's start talking about options. Yeah. Um, a lot of those options, it comes to financial, um, you know, cause obviously college is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, we talk about all these different things and all these key players. And what I like to do is I like to capture that in the, in the first or second year that they're in college. So that way I can kind of build that, you know, that package and we can say, this is the best path for you. If you want to walk down this path and walk through that door, um, well, let's walk through that together. Right. And we yeah. kind of handhold the, the entire way through because what I don't want is I don't want there to be some, an accusation maybe later on down the road that, well, this is not what I want to do or mom and dad get upset. And that's why I like to really open that up and be very transparent about the whole process. 
I think mm. that's a really great strategy because, you know, I mean, how many of us know exactly what we want to do <laughs> right when we're <laughs> 16 for the rest of our life and never change our mind or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, I get these young men and young women in and I ask them when they're freshmen or even when they're in high school. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because they'll pick like a political science or they'll pick um, these random things that they want to be. And then all of a sudden you see them as a senior and it's the complete opposite of what yeah. they, you know, it's a complete 180 yeah. of what they wanted to be. But oh, yeah. it, it's fine. And that's where I, you know, I'd yeah. love to see that development and find something that they truly want to be. And you're helping to kind of bridge that connection and, and support, you know, where their yeah. goals are going. Yeah. I think. yeah, absolutely. Throughout. Yeah. You know, you're not so different from a high school counselor, just saying. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just, um, so, you know, sometimes it's a little bit tougher love. Uh, I think like yeah. you guys would understand that. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. You know, That's not really and, our, and, our gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I've got to call him in and, and talk to him and, and say, hey, listen, this is what, you know, because when you come to college, you're epic, or when you're in high school, and I remember it, like I said, I'm aging myself many, many years ago. Um, I remember my aperture was very narrow, right? And then you get to college and it's almost like a kid and you see all these colors for the first time and everything is <laughs> yeah. wide open. And you just, you kind of get antsy because you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want to play intramurals. I want to be on the varsity team. I want to go to this, you know, this play. I want to go, and you see all these different things. And sometimes you have to reel the students in and say, hey, listen, you've got a lot of things on your plate something is going to drop off. Yeah. And I speak that from experience with, with them because I've seen it. And yeah. what I don't want them to do is feel like they've been left out. I want them to enjoy that college experience because you will never get that opportunity yeah. again. You know, right. part of that life this. experience too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Man. So, and it just got me thinking like, so like most people listening, they're a bunch of counselors, whether it be like academic advisors at college or high school counselors mm -hmm. or middle school counselors, whatever it may be. Um, it sounds like ROTC is really, really good for kids that like have no clue what the fetch they want to do instead of kind of like spinning around <laughs> aimlessly. Yeah. Like, have you considered trying this one thing out? Like it's kind of a club, like the yeah. army's just a, a really big club um <laughs> for whatever for brand. i like to think of it as like a a, a much bigger fraternity there yep. you go brotherhood <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah they can use it as like a way to figure out like just try it out yeah. um uh, i know i have several students at the high school that like they weren't sure what they want to do but they were really really good at like physical activity and they're like leader kind of people i was like you want to try out like rotc like they do a butt ton of physical stuff i know because i kids got kids in my office whining about it every week like this is what i signed up for um, but yeah i was like give it a shot why not yeah. so yeah that's awesome we need we need more kids in that um yeah. Yeah. well and just a component i mean it's you know it's um we kind of run the gamut you know, I want, I want students, uh, like I said, I want you to pick what you want to be. So if it's computer science, if it's political science, if you want to be a lawyer, mm -hmm. having those conversations with them early and often, um, and it's not me, it's not just me. I've got 10 other cadre. So we equal out uh, and, and Jason Greider, our recruiting officer uh, is a colonel in the army reserves as well. Um, we've got hundreds of years of experience of different things that we've done mm -hmm. so we can talk to the young men and young women about hey listen this is what i did you know this is my story and they can kind of get that um you know I, I like to think of it as like a little fish in a big pond whereas you go in as a freshman and you kind of see 
you know, all the colors and you're just, it's overwhelming. And then you come to ROTC and it's a, it's a 93 person group, right? That you can kind of be your own person. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of follow if you want to, or you can get out there and lead, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, a, it's, a, it's an excellent opportunity for somebody to kind of get their feet wet and then say, okay, this is for me or it's not for me, right? right. Um, and, get, and make a better informed decision later on when they're a little bit more mature and they have that capability. Mm-hmm. Does JR, oh, I'm going to say it wrong, JROTC, mm-hmm. does it, mm-hmm. it starts um, high school or does it start, is there an, a program for younger, like middle school? Uh, no, it'll start in high school. It just starts in high school. Um, you know, it depends. Like I came from a military school, so they started it in fifth grade, actually. Oh, okay. Um, but the program starts as a freshman in high school. Okay. The program is also run through Army Cadet Command. So my higher headquarters okay. out of Fort Knox, they work very closely together. Right. Um, so, you know, if a student comes from JROTC, uh, we identify them. And I think the biggest uh, misnomer is is um, we want to know for students that may want to do this, like their sophomore junior year. Right. Um, right. Identify this your junior year. And that way we can kind of put them on that path for, Hey, let's look at scholarships. Yeah. Let's look at options. They know it's um, an option after high school. Yeah, absolutely. So um, identifying that early on in their high school career and what I've seen a lot too, and this, you know, this really plays more into the students is uh, I've interviewed probably dozens of students just this year on, on scholarships alone. Mm. It, all of their background that plays into this starts their freshman year. A lot of them tripped up their freshman year and they had a bad GPA, you know, coming from middle school and then you get into high school, your aperture opens a little bit more. Um, And I think a lot of them tripped up and then they realized like, hey, this is what I wanna do. This is, and not even just ROTC, but I wanna go be a lawyer. I've gotta take things a little bit. And the way that you fix that is by digging into the academics, your sophomore year. I want you to hit it your freshman year, but your sophomore year is really when that kicks in. And then all of a sudden, and I've talked to dozens of kids, as I'm sure you have, by the time they're seniors, school's easy for them. And they're already working on associate's degrees at a college or some other academic certificate or something along those lines. Yeah. You know, not every high school has that program. And so if there were counselors that wanted to see, you know, about maybe bringing that in or how to connect, what would be um, kind of the path for them to take, like reaching out or is there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I would be more than happy to go down that road with them. Um, So they, we've got a couple programs here. Taylorsville is the closest Uh ROTC program that we have here or JROTC program that we have here. Um, But there are a couple more in the state. Um, But if there is interest in bringing it to the programs, we can absolutely go and explore that. Um, I'd ask that if you want us to come out to the schools and talk to the students, um, like I say, it it really depends on what you want because I, I can bring special forces, I can bring, you know, uh, engineers, I can bring, I can bring whatever you want to the kids to maybe hear or what they might be interested in. Uh, Cause yeah. like I say, we're, we're hundreds of years deep in the experience level. Right. Well, and I know a lot of schools do like a, a college week or a college mm-hmm. month. And this seems like you would be a great, like group to have, you know, that, cause you have the audience there to talk about this and, uh, you know, parents are there, kids are there. And it's like, Hey, this is another option. This is another thing that we do and what we can provide too. So even if it's, that seems like another kind of gateway to uh, let people know about it too. 
Yeah, and absolutely. And before before this whole, you know, uh, the whole restrictions on everything. Yep. Uh, I love getting out there and talking to students and, and just kind of seeing what it is. Um, it really keeps me young, even though I'm pretty old. <laughs> but it keeps me energized to see what's coming up. And like I say, uh -huh. the future leaders of our country, whether or not it's in uniform or not, um, it's really inspiring to see that. Yeah, that's cool. Man, and it like... I feel like the younger we can get people talking about this, like the less scary it is, like when they're approached, like in college or like even in high school, like, so have you thought about the military? Oh, I don't want people to shoot at me. Like, eh, this is not, that's not all the military does. Um, like the earlier people, like we can be talking to kids about this and like, you know, talking to actually people in the military, the less scary it is. Kind of like when we ask kids, what do you want to do when you grow up when they're in fourth grade? And they're like, oh, oh. Oh, and then like when they come in their sophomore year, they're like, I was just scared of it in fourth grade. So I don't want to talk about it after that. <laughs> so they want to be, I call it, right now, yeah. so. <laughs> I call it humanizing the uniform, right? Yes. Um, for example, I went to, I went to my son's soccer game last night and, and um, I've worn my uniform for the last 17 years. My, my kids are 10 and eight um, and uh, they're used to it. They, they see me in uniform. It's not a big deal. But when I walk around, in Salt Lake, it's kind of like an, it's an anomaly, right? Yeah. Uh, depending where you're at. But last night I was in Ogden for my son's soccer game and people were amazed that I spoke, you know, or say something or <laughs> you, you, smiled. Know, you, you yeah, like you yeah. can do all those sort of things. So I call, I, I like to refer to that as humanizing the uniform um, it. where it's, you know, uh, you know, thanking for the service, uh, you know, that's embarrassing for me because it's like, I, I chose this, this profession. I love what I do. Um, but go up and talk to them and find out and, mm -hmm. You know, especially for high school students, uh, your story, you know, and I think a lot of it, and I fell into this when I was much younger too, is I wanted to follow the path of whatever somebody else did before me, yeah. right? Yeah. I want these kids to blaze their own path and to be that trendsetter for somebody else right. um, because their story is going to be different, right? I don't ever want it to be the same because when it's not, oh, you know, do they have the capability to bounce back when it's not the same, right? Right. Um, and I, and I think you're right, Nate, is having those conversations, you know, unfortunately, we get a lot of students um, that get into college um, and they can't afford it, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And the financial piece is usually one of the biggest ones. We are one of the biggest proponents of that. Uh, we can yeah. provide 100% tuition yeah. across the board and you can walk away from any college debt-free across the country, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, Definitely we find out about those, you know, <laughs> right? what next, next month, I think, yeah, next month is November, we'll start getting all of the students that now can't afford the spring semester. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll absolutely work with those students to find a way. But if we identify them when they're in high school and say, right. hey, finances is an, is an issue for my family. Well, here, let me, let's walk down this path together. Here's an right? option. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I actually have a buddy who's in dentist school right now. Um, and he joined the army. So, um, he's, he's in the army so that he can go through dentist school and not have like a $300,000 of student debt. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, service country while he's at it. So you've got, um, you've got a student that just graduated from, uh, from, well, she's graduating in December, but Ketra Dekinich, she came from Tuala. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. shout out to Ketra. I don't know you, but shout out. She is, uh, she, she's a solid, she's actually going to go to medical school. Awesome. Um, so, but she's graduating. She was a, so, you know, for example, I'll, I'll brag on her for a minute. She came from Tuola. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, awesome background. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she <laughs> went to Westminster yeah. College. Uh, she played uh, varsity volleyball. Um, she graduated uh, as ranked within the number two of her class. 
Wow. Uh, and now she's going to go be an army doctor. So, you know, you talk about the hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. um, that the army is going to put in with her. And I couldn't think of a better person for it, for it to have gone to, um, yeah. but I'm super proud of her. Uh, and obviously uh, the Tula high school out there. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Go vibes. Yeah. Right. Well, and all that experience that she is getting right now and will get as she's serving, um, you know, even if she doesn't stay in the army long term or whatever her choice is, um, this is just giving her even more um, of that, you know, well-rounded education and almost like real, she's on the ground, right? Doing this and like, yeah. she's going to learn things that she wouldn't just necessarily learn sitting in a classroom. She adulting. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think that's, I think that that's the thing I'm really taking away today is that um, not discounting any opportunity that's out there and being aware of what is available for students and letting them have that choice of like, you know, um, that, that actually might really be good for me. And so as counselors knowing what this is, um, it, enough to say, hey, this this is another option. It may not be for everyone, but this could be an option for some of you. And here, here's why some kids have really liked it and enjoyed it and why they've chosen this path. And so I think this has been really insightful for that, well, for sure. Yeah, and, and I think it's, you know, it, it, um, it stuck with me for the last 20 years, but, yep. you know, I, and I've talked to a number of different young people and everybody's younger than me now but talk to a number of different young people with the economy the way that it's in now um you know the unsureness if that's not a word <laughs> you know the uh I'm, i make them up sometimes um but you know the just the way that things are and all of a sudden we got an influx of people this summer that wanted to do some more um yeah. and, and they said well i'm working at mcdonald's and i'm just not happy Yep. Or I'm, you know, I'm doing this and I'm in school, but I'm just not being challenged enough. Mm -hmm. And we found that it was, it was a little bit older. So in their later twenties and their mid twenties mm -hmm. that they wanted to do something more, um, you know, and I go back to the many, many years ago when I was in this, but um, you know, when you're, when you got grandkids one day and you're yeah. sitting there telling them stories and you put the grandkids on your knee, you know, what's the story that you're going to tell them about what you did that yeah. you you know, we, you know, we call it airborne, you know, we, we jump out of an airplane, but we, I think it's more falling out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> it you know, would but like, are you going to, yeah. <laughs> are you going to tell them the story about how you went and you did that? Or are you going to tell them the story about how you could have, would have, should have yeah. done that? You know, okay. and, and uh, I go back to that cause I'm older in my career. Um, and I can see that, but I kind of challenge them to think about what it's, what are they going to be in 20 years? Yeah. What are they going to be in in five years, and do they want to have that challenge, um, and at least say that they tried it, that they didn't enjoy it, right. rather than just giving up and saying no, yeah. because I'm not going to tell you no, we'll find, that's our biggest thing is, let's find a way to yes, um, yes. <laughs> you're, you, but I don't want you to tell yourself no before you even get to the start line. I think that is a critical lesson for a lot of kids to learn these days. Um, there is a lot of failure to fail, and um, with that comes a fear to try. Right. And, um, I mean, we see that in so many examples and instances, you know, I don't want to take that harder class because I, I might, might not, not do, do I might not do good, or I failed one test. This is too hard, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, so it, it's like a very practical experience <laughs> with ROTC to really be like, Hey, 
challenge this self about this part of yourself and really test yourself and really actually see what you can do. And you'll be amazed, right? Mm -hmm. If you just try. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. You got anything else, Nate? I... (laughs) That's it. Just thanks so much for coming on. We have learned so much about the ROTC programs, what it has to offer um, and how we as school counselors can use it as a tool for, you know, prospective college students, heck kids in high school with GROTC. So thank you so much for being willing to come on and talk with us. No, I really appreciate your guys' time today. I, you know, I'd I'd love to have uh, our, our, our cadre, we call them, but our, our soldiers, uh, students and kind of like I say humanize that uniform but I really appreciate the time today thank you for what you're doing um because you know if if uh 20 years ago uh I probably put both of you and I think I told this last year to the uh to the counselors associate I'm I apologize on behalf of me as a student 20 years ago for everything <laughs> those counselors through. Uh, well, I was the I was the epitome of not a great student um so uh, I, 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 I thank you for what you do. My wife is a teacher. Uh, I have full respect for what you guys do. So thank you. Well, that we, that, that means a lot to us. So I yeah, think, it does. I think counseling, we've learned that there's not really a typical student anymore. And I think that's nope. a good direction for school to go, you know, that yeah, not all of yeah, us yeah. do math and science and there is more yeah. to education than those two things. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, thanks for not giving up on us either. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, we just thank you so much for your time and we want to be respectful of that. And um, we're excited to share this out to our, our members so they can uh, learn more too. This was really insightful today. Awesome. Thank you very much, Hillary and Nate. I really appreciate your time today. You thanks. guys have a great day. You too. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email thesoundingboard at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.